Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Insider Dave Spadaro with you, hoping that everyone had a healthy and happy July 4th weekend. And this is the time of the year when we look ahead to training camp. July, it might mean hot and it might mean barbecues and hamburgers and hot dogs for a lot of you, but it's football for every one of us. And joining me here on the Eagles Insider Podcast, the voices of the Philadelphia Eagles, the great Merrill Reese and the great Mike Quick. Gentlemen, welcome to July and hopefully welcome to football season. Well, thank you, Dave. It's it's always a pleasure to be on with you, and it's always connected. Uh, being connected with Mike Quick is always a treat. Hey, it's nice to hear both you guys' voice, and uh, I hope you're staying safe, and I'm looking forward to some football. I need football in my life. I know, and that's really, the, before we get into the Eagles and what they could be, I mean, let's. we have to be honest, there is uncertainty. We are waiting for... Major League Baseball and, and National Hockey League and the NBA to start. Um, how much uncertainty is in your mind at this at this point, guys? How, how do you how do you feel about the, the idea that training camp actually will open on July tw- on July twenty eighth? Well, Dave, I'm I'm trying not to be too analytical. Uh, the fact that the NFL is talking about training camps beginning, the season beginning, that first week after Labor Day, uh, I'm, I'm taking it on face value. Now, I'm, I'm not stupid. I realize there could be mitigating factors, but as of this moment, they are moving ahead, and so is my thought process. Yeah, I have to be the same way, Dave. I'm just uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that things will clear up enough so that we have an NFL season, But because I just can't imagine life the year without football <laughs> you know it's been a part of my life all my life yeah i mean it, i i gotta tell you though i i don't know if you guys are the same i look at the numbers every day i'm obsessed by the trends i'm obsessed by the political scene i i don't know what to expect i mean do you, do you feel like things are moving in the right direction well i know they were uh and now uh, like you, I'm aware of what's going on in the world. I know that cities like Los Angeles and uh, the Florida and Arizona areas that seem to be going in the right direction are now so-called spiking. And I know that Pennsylvania in some areas has gone back in the wrong direction minimally, and the same with New Jersey. But other than keeping the prize of it, I try not to focus on it or I just drive myself nuts. Do you have, do you guys, um, are you preparing? Have, have you talked the two of you about scenarios like we might not be in the broadcast booth together? I mean, have you guys approached each other with that kind of conversation? Well, most we of had our conversations, I'm sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was going to say most of our conversations are about lining up a putt. What you do is soft trans. <laughs> most most of our conversations at this point in June or July, of course, first week of July, have been around golf. Yeah. But uh, but we have we have broached the subject. Uh, I I think I have said to Mike that uh, just just reading the set of guidelines for training camp and for the players having to be separated by a, a full locker and the coaches having 
limited access. Uh, when it, it, it seems to me, and what everybody else is doing on television, it would not shock me if uh, we were at the stadium at Lincoln Financial Field in a in a little bit of a more spread out situation for the home games, and if we were doing the away games into a big screen, looking at it on the monitor, and I, I think the traveling party would be greatly limited. But whatever they say to do, I will do. But that's just when you say to me, what do I expect and what do I think the possibilities are, that would not shock me. No, that, that sounds like um, if that's the plan, Meryl, I'm, I'm happy to go along with that plan. And um, I just want to see football. And I, we know that things are going to be different, at least this year, this season. Things have to be a little bit different than what we've experienced in the past. And if we're in different booths, if we if we have to do the road games uh, with monitors in front of a monitor, whatever it has to be, um, we just have to roll with it. And, and and I'm okay with that. I think this is a year we we all understand that this these are unprecedented times, and we have to roll with whatever the situation has ends up being. Because we want to try and keep people healthy. We want to try and make sure that you know, we're not a, a part of the problem and affecting spreading this thing to other people. Uh, Mary, I, I, don't think, I don't think Dave will be in different booths. I think we'll probably be in a larger booth and spread out. It's just that no, I no, no. no longer... I want, listen, I want to be in a different booth from you because if something happens to you, I will feel so bad if, if I'm in the booth with you. Put, I want to be in a different booth. Well, I mean, I'm I'm used to sitting on your lap and you you pull that <laughs> I know, thread I know. at the back of my head. <laughs> the, the booth is so tight over the last couple of years. We're almost sitting on one another's lap. <laughs> we, we are, we are. But but I think there are things that could be worked out where we would be a social distance apart. I do. Yeah. I'm sure. We're, I'm sure they'll work it out. Merrill, you met. You mentioned Merrill. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. No, no. I just want football, as I said, and I will keep repeating that. Merrill, you mentioned that other sports are doing it differently. I, I guess you're maybe referring to golf. I know that you watch a lot of golf. Jim Nance. I don't. Is Jim Nance on location or is he calling uh, golf no, matches from no, Jim location? Nance? Jim Nance is at the golf tournament. He was at the Travelers. He was at the uh, the week before. He was in Hilton Head. He's been at all of the golf tournaments that CBS is telecasting, but right. Dick Faldo has been at the golf uh, channel headquarters in Orlando. Uh, this week, Amanda Balionis has been, uh, she was with them instead of at her home in San Diego. She does the interviews. So she was at the course, and I think that Dottie Pepper is also walking along the course. So they have a, they have a, Partial crew there and a partial crew back at Golf Channel. Well, and golf is different. It, it's a yeah. it's an area where you can really social distance and you're out uh, for the most part uh, in space. And you know, I, I would I would tend to believe, certainly not an expert, that that's an area where you can you can enjoy it and stay pretty safe. It's funny not listening to the crowd when when a guy hits a real nice shot or something where you normally would hear that background bed of the crowd and you don't hear that anymore and um my fear is that's what we're going to have as we move forward in football as well yeah, well i think it's i think it's more important than football because in golf i mean the last couple of weeks have been five guys 
heading down the stretch, so there was still an element of drama. But right. the, in football, the crowd means so much. Well, so that, that's a great segue to the next question. If, when we don't know this about fans, uh, A, how much do you guys feed off the energy of the crowd? Merrill, I know you love to have the broadcast booth open so that you can feel the crowd and so that you're part of the crowd. Uh, how much, A, how much do you feed off the crowd? And then number, B, you know, if there is no crowd, what kind of challenge would that be? Well, uh, I am somebody who I, I've heard it suggested with some of these other sports that they they bring in mechanical crowd noise, yeah, crowd uh, you noise. know, kind of like they do the laugh track for they just do for situation comedies. I am I am not in favor of that. I want to be real. I want to chronicle this as it occurs. And if the crowd isn't there, it's not there. But I think that Mike and I would do our best to still transmit the drama of the event and still fill the fill the vacant time. I may yeah. not pause. If a field goes away, it's long enough, and then I pause and I wait for the crowd to explode. I may call it more, you know, more as the second that it goes across the course bar between the uprights. But in terms of uh, in terms of phoning it up or any of that, I'm not for that at all. We will chronicle the event as it occurs. Correct. And Dave, as, even as a player, you kind of feed off the crowd, and I know that that especially home games that that has an effect. That you're not going to have that same crowd noise and that crowd energy that's pushing players. And I think the same for us. I always like it. I, I like it when it's crowded, when it's noisy. I like that, but um, but then it's just the, the element of the game itself, and it's such a fun game. It's such an exciting game. I think we'll have no problem uh, explaining, talking about what's going on in the field because of our love for the game. And don't forget, Dave, I, I have uh, a lot of experience for this because as a Temple student, I broadcast Temple football from Temple Stadium at Vernon Road in Michener Street, and generally there were 12 people at the game. <laughs> so I got used to it. <laughs> it's interesting, guys, and we know that what happens on the field is, is the show, but we've also, you know, seen the Merrill cam and we've seen Joe McPeak, uh, your wonderful producer feeding you spots and all the advertising. And then you've got a spotter and you, I mean, there's, it's a teamwork approach, um, that, that presents another, you know, list of obstacles for you. How would you navigate that? Well, first of all, it would be a pleasure to see McPeak and Billy Warndell uh, in masks. I think that will be great. And in fact, I would I would put each of them in a bubble and allow them to, to hand the things to us through a plastic hole. That we we would get them all wrapped up. And, and as far as Mike and I are concerned, we are not looking at each other per se. We're looking at the field. And who knows? Maybe they could put a little plexiglass uh, between us and have us. Uh, you know, five or six feet apart. I think there are ways of making that work. Yeah, I think it's an easy fix. I just, and with McPeak and all of the reads that come up, if he's on a, the other side of a plexiglass and he's just putting it up against the glass, you know, we'll find ways to make this work, Dave. I promise you that. Guys, how much do you think America needs the NFL? Oh. I, I mean, I, I think they need it a lot. 
I think it's 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 one of the great passions of this country. It is yes. the number one sport in America. I hunger for it. Mike hungers for it. I mean, if if you listen to WIP, they can talk about it. baseball starting up, or they could talk about hockey, they could talk about basketball. But the minute, the minute somebody says something about the Eagles, the phone jump off the hook. Fans <laughs> want to talk about them. I mean, they're already analyzing what the Eagles will be at the bye. I mean, you know, right. they're, they're talking about should the Eagles have done this in the second round, and 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 will Carson Wentz have a big year? I mean, they're they're analyzing every bit of it already. So does America need football? You better do it. Yeah, it's like this. When when you watch that movie Concussion and someone in the movie says, you know, football is so big it owns a day of the week. <laughs> that says a whole lot. Yeah. And football that that's how big football is. Um and yes, it, I think it's gonna be good for the country just to have the game back. If we're able to get it back, if we're able able to safely navigate this current environment and play football. I think it would be good for all of us. Mike, you, you played the game. You were one of the best ever. We know that the average career of a player is very short, three years, four years. So sitting out is just something that nobody wants to do. You you can't necessarily just bounce back and have that explosiveness a year later. I mean, what is going through the minds of these players right now? Dave, I think they're just, they're trying to get ready. Like everyone, they're in a different place, but, when it's time to play, they want to make sure that the guy that's going to be buying for their position is not outworking them. If, that they're, if they're smart, they're thinking about all the people that are going to be in the lines trying to take their jobs, and they're preparing for whenever they're able to practice, whenever they're able to play, that they're at their best. If I'm a player, that's all I'm thinking about, getting ready now and making sure that whenever – the powers that be says it's time to go. I'm ready to go. And Dave, you, I, I can't. I, I'm sorry. I was going to say I can't remember going into a season where there are more national storylines. I mean, yes. think about it. The Patriots without Brady, Brady and Gronkowski coming back in Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians as the coach, and now the New England Patriots with Cam Newton. It's it's an absolutely fascinating story throughout the every one of the thirty two teams. No question, Mike. You you know how to get in shape in the off season, right? You you knew how to do it. What about for these young guys who don't know how to get in shape for an NFL season, and all they've had is yeah. the virtual program? Well, they better if they're they better be tagging along to some of these veterans wherever these veterans are going to work out and train. And I've seen that from some of these young guys. I've watched some of the videos of, of some of the veterans training and these young guys right along with them. That That's the best way to get ready, especially if you're a young guy going into a system that you don't know, going into a training environment that you've never experienced. They need to latch on to, to any of those guys that are in their communities, in their home areas or wherever these guys go, go and train, latch on to those guys and try and learn as much as you can so that once you do get into tramp or into camp, you're able to hit the ground running. The biggest problem that young guys have, making mistakes early. And this thing is going to move so quickly that there's not a lot, lot of time for making mistakes and not a lot of time for errors. And 
coaches are not going to be able to wait for you to pick it up. They've got to keep it moving. Uh, let's talk about the Eagles. I mean, we don't, we have no idea how the new pieces are going to fit in, but your sense guys early here in July, Merrill, uh, you can begin, you know, how good are the Philadelphia Eagles on paper? They're the best team in the NFC East. I, I can tell you that. And, and they are a team that should be considered a Super Bowl contender. Uh, they have Carson Wentz coming back into the season 100% healthy, coming off four of the strongest games of his career. They have a marvelous coach in Doug Peterson. And, you know, one of the things that, that every team has a lack of is depth at the offensive line. And the Eagles have already lost one of the best guards in all of football or one of the best linemen in all of football in Brandon Brooks. But fortunately, they have one of the best offensive line coaches in the National Football League in Jeff Stoutland. So I think between this coach and this talented team and some of the additions like Darius Slay uh, and Hargrave, I think they're going to be great. So I think they did an outstanding job this offseason in replenishing talent in in certain areas where they really needed to. I think the uh, the addition of Yvonne Hargrave, adding him to that deed line position, I think that was huge. Merrill mentioned Darius Slay, a cornerback that can take one side of the field, shut it down. He has that type of ability. I think that was huge. Um Jatavis Brown, they picked up the linebacker. Like areas where it looks like they needed to get stronger, uh, I think they did a nice job of that in free agency. Uh, Nicole Roby Coleman, the, the nickel corner that they acquired. All of these guys are going to play a huge uh, factor in this team. Um, and then, of course, you know some draft picks. You, you knew that this team wanted speed. They were, were going to go out and find more speed because that's so important, especially at the wide receiver position. And um, I think you can line these guys up against any team in the National Football League, especially if you want to run a four-by-one by race, and they'll win because they've got so many talented speed guys at the wide receiver position. Usually, yeah, I, I agree. You, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Merrill. I, I, I do agree. I can't wait. I can't wait to see uh, Rager. I, I think, I think Jalen Rager is a very talented football player. But here's the thing, Dave, and this is not just the Eagles. This is the other 31 teams, too. They're all going to be handicapped because their rookies did not have a spring to play out there on green grass and get acclimated. So for the rookies, I think the development is going to be slower than it is during a normal season. But a guy like Jalen Rager ought to be able to come out and play some role from the very beginning. You know, that's the thing. We'd usually be talking about, hey, this guy looked good in the spring, and the coaches are really high on that guy from what they saw from him in the spring. We Obviously, we saw nothing. Would it surprise you, Mike Quick, if the NFL moved the season back a little bit? Obviously, I have no idea what's happening. I'm just guessing here that they moved it back and gave players an OTA period in the summer ahead of training camp. That would not surprise me at all. So at this point, I'm just, you know, I'm just expecting some changes, and I'm expecting them to to make some adjustments. I don't think the training camp will start on time. I don't think it's going to go nearly the way they've gone in the past. I mean, you, you just have to be able and ready to pivot 
going into this whole season, the early part of the season, the preseason, because you don't know exactly what to expect. So I would, Dave, I wouldn't be surprised what we have to deal with and, and how we have to adjust ourselves, but um, we'll make it through. Merrill, how about you? Do you have a sense at all, a feel at all? Yeah, I do. Uh, my sense is that the season will start on time. On the, the, the first game of the season, I think, what is it, the 13th of September for the Eagles, that will be the first game of the season. I would expect training camp to begin on time. However, I would not be shocked to see the NFL wipe out the first two preseason games. So there would be training camp, then two preseason games, and into the season. I just believe that we get indicators, you know, baseball is trying to get moving. Um, hockey, I think we'll get some indicators from those sports when you're trying to um, get teams together, get crowds, even if they're a smaller crowd, even if they're abbreviated crowds from what we've seen in the past. I think we'll get a real good sense from these other sports going first, and they will, I, I think, set the trend set the path for how the NFL will have to respond. Well, I guess there's no answers right now, but we all just are hoping for the same thing, and that is we want the Philadelphia Eagles to play football in 2020. Well, I think that's going to happen. I, I honestly believe that's going to happen, but as Mike pointed out, there will be adjustments made going into the season, and there will probably be quite a few adjustments along the way. But you know what, Dave? If you look at the injuries in the sport, forget the virus, but if you look at the injuries in the sport, it is a game of adjustments that happen every year. How about the year the Eagles had practically no cornerbacks left? I mean, they were, they were picking up guys like Carvon LeBlanc, who I always thought was a friend chef, to come in and play corner. I mean, they were, they were going after anybody they could find. So, the adjustments will still continue to be made. Merle, speaking of adjustments, do you, have you looked at the roster? We, we've, we've seen Halapolavati Vaitai go to the Detroit Lions. Is there an early candidate for you for toughest name to pronounce? Boy, toughest name to pronounce? Um, I, I don't think so. I, I, I haven't seen one that, that looks that unusual. There are no Tadalatasis on the roster. There, you know, we the last one was Halapulavati Vaitai, but uh, I I think name wise we're okay this year. Yeah, Prince Tega, Wanoka. Yeah, yeah, he was my yeah, leading that's candidate. Probably, that's yeah, probably the most difficult one. Yeah, well, look, hopefully, hopefully we'll be hopefully we'll be having so much fun. You, you, as you know what? Do. You know what name I'd like to pronounce over and over and over again this year? Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> I'd like to pronounce his name for about 16 games. Yeah. You know, I, I, I actually I, I thought about Deshaun, a, a guy who is completely itching to get back out on the field, right? You know, just so excited to be at Eagle last year, didn't have a chance to play beyond that first game, really. And, and, and all of a sudden there's this pandemic, and we don't know when football will return. And I think about players who are toward the end of their careers, and they're going, my gosh. Please let this thing clear up. I, 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 want, I want nothing more, and I've never wanted anything more in my life than to go out and play football in 2020. I agree. I agree. And, you know, people talk about, 
you know, there are, there are some baseball veterans who are saying they're going to take the year off. Guys like Ryan Zimmerman. But, but they don't really need the money. The ones I feel sorriest for are the minor leaguers, the guys who, who came out of high school and college and signed these contracts, and their careers are going to have to be on delay. There's no minor league baseball. So uh, with football, who knows what's going to happen with the college game this year that, that feeds into the NFL. But uh, I, think, I, I don't think you're going to see many NFL players saying, we're going to take this year off. Uh, I saw a quote from Lane Johnson. He said, we just have to take the risks. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, listen, baseball players, they play for 10, 12 years. They can go take batting practice every day and stay somewhat sharp and come back the next year. I just, Mike, tell me if I'm wrong. Can football players sit out a year and then come back and expect to be as explosive and sharp and young as they were before? Well, they're certainly not going to be as young as they were before, but <laughs> the guys can come back and play and play well. But I, I just think when you – man, that's a that's a lot when you use, lose an entire season. You don't get to do it the entire season. Yeah, everyone's going to be on that same page if that happens. So you'll come back and it's an equal footing, but – I think it's just a tough thing to do and adjust to just being a being out of football. I think about the first year that I was completely out of football, Dave, it's such a big adjustment to, to all of a sudden you're not going there doing that, going through that routine again for these guys to have to go through that for a, a year. And at least knowing that they have to, they're, they're going to have an opportunity the following year. That's a long, long time. That's a lot yeah, but, of down. That's a lot of downtime. Yeah, but you know what, Mike? I'll give you two names of guys who did that, and they were both tight ends: Jason Witten and this year Gronkowski coming back after a year off. Yeah, and Jason Witten wasn't even close to what he used to be. But when you're, you're right. up in when you're up in age like that, that tends to happen. But yep. yeah, the guys will be able to do it, but. It, you're not going to see the same talent. Well, gentlemen, we we have we we know one thing in this in this time of uncertainty that when the Eagles are playing football, you two are the best in the business in the broadcast booth. I cannot thank you enough for taking some time out, and I look forward to seeing you at the Novacare Complex and uh, throughout this 2020 Eagles season. Thank you, Dave. Great being with you. Yeah, you. I, Dave, that that is something I really look forward to. I mean, I think I, I will see you on game day, but whether or not the Novacare complex will be open to members of the media this year, uh, when they're trying to keep it as isolated as possible, remains to be seen. Yeah, I, I, we, we don't know. We, not, we, we, we don't just, know. We don't, don't know. know. We, you, 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 you don't know what to expect, but you have to prepare for everything, I guess, is kind of the, the mantra for every NFL season. All right, guys, take care. Have a great right. night, and, and thank you so much. And thanks to Merrill and Mike for their time. Before we say goodbye, let's just take a little look at what might be ahead for the Philadelphia Eagles. We know that the plan is for training camp to begin in a matter of a couple of weeks. Dates not quite firmed up, not officially yet anyway. Preseason schedule, well, clearly, if you've been taking note, That is a conversation that is ongoing, but it certainly seems to be certain that the NFL preseason will not include a four-game schedule. Will it be two games, one game, no games? There's also talk that 
The National Football League Players Association does not want to have 11-on-11 practices during training camp. That, of course, is also up for more conversation. We do know this. One-on-one interviews with players, not going to happen through training camp and the preseason. And then when the regular season begins, the Philadelphia Eagles open on September 13th against the Washington Football Club. As you know, the Redskins have been under a lot of pressure to change their team name. And they said that they are looking into it, considering all options. By September 13th, what will they be called? Stay tuned for more of that. Thanks for joining here on the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks to Ray Doyle and to Peter Kelly for all their work putting it together. Thanks to you for joining. If you have a moment to give us that five-star review, we would love it. We are going to be ramping things up here as we get closer to training camp 2020. I'm Dave Spadaro, Eagles Insider. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, and fly, Eagles fly.